welcome to the Thought Echoes podcast, where we have an opportunity to listen in as people reflect on their relationship with their thoughts and their creative work and how it's changed since their brain injury. My name is Beth Bonnes, host of the Thought Echoes podcast. Thanks for joining. I hope you enjoyed this month's interview. Hello, I'm Marcia Moran and I'm from Centerville, Virginia. I had a stroke almost 10 years ago. Hard to believe. And if you met me today, you probably wouldn't understand that I'd had a stroke. The interesting thing is I had it when I was asleep. I woke up and I felt funny. So I decided I would text my friend to tell her that I was not coming to breakfast and I had aphasia. Now, I didn't know what aphasia was. That's the inability to speak, write, read, comprehend, or any number of those things. So I looked at my phone and I couldn't read it. And I thought, well, that's weird. I must be extra tired. So I put the phone down, I rolled over, and bam, I got the worst headache imaginable. And despite the pain, I fell asleep. Mm. The next time I woke up, I knew I was in real trouble because my right side was paralyzed. And I knew I had to make a, a decision, get out of bed and try to find help or possibly lay there and die. So I dragged myself to the edge of the bed and fell off it. And I dragged myself across the carpet till I got to the door, which was closed. And I had to reach up to the doorknob and I was, I couldn't reach it because I was stuck to the ground. So I don't know how I did it, but I finally reached the doorknob and it swung open just a little bit. And I was so tired and I can't tell you how long I rested but I finally got enough gumption to drag myself down the hall. And at that point, I was totally out of gas and I just stopped. The good news is it was Sunday, so my husband was home. So I just had to wait for him to come up. Crash! Now, I don't know what crashed, but my husband came upstairs and he looked at me and said, Marsha, are you all right? That's the point I realized I couldn't say anything. So he dialed 911 and it took about five or 10 minutes before the paramedics arrived. And when the first one came through the door, he looked at me and he said, when did she have her stroke? Yeah, so that was the first time I had thought of it. And I was devastated. So that's how my stroke happened. How old were you? 53. 53. Mm. Yeah. That's so good that your husband was there. I don't know if I'd have made it if yeah. he hadn't been here. So when the paramedics came and they took you to the hospital. And so can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit how that that experience was in the hospital and your recovery path? Sure. So I 
lost consciousness in the uh, in the ambulance. So I woke up and I was in the emergency room and my husband was by my side and that was it. It's like, okay, I can fall asleep now. Mm. And I don't know how long I fell asleep for, but um, I don't remember any, um, any tests that they gave me. I was out for those. Mm. Um, I will tell you my first experience in the hospital was a nurse, actually probably a physical therapist came to my bed and told me she was taking me for a walk and I'm going, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but yeah, okay. Uh, and she put a gate belt around mm -hmm. me and she held me up and she did walk me around the nurse's station and she got me back to my bed but if she hadn't been there mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have gone very far <laughs> how long were you in the hospital I was in the hospital for um five days mm. and I was in the rehab hospital for two weeks mm. I had six weeks off at home and then I had um and they had home health care and I had a eight weeks of outpatient care and then I was done um, and I will tell you that I was not done. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, thing. It's like physically, once you can do these things in terms of taking care of yourself enough, the whole um, ecosystem around the rest of your life is not there. It's not what they do. So, yeah. So I actually hired a physical therapist for a year. Mm. And by the end of that year, I could walk outside and unless you were a physical therapist or a doctor or anything, you probably couldn't tell that I had had a stroke mm -hmm. until you tried talking to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't speak very well at all. <laughs> How long did it take before that came back? Because obviously you speak very well now. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I had aphasia and for me, it was... Um, Speaking was hard. Writing was very hard. Um, reading was okay. And comprehending was okay. Mm, so you could tell me whatever you told me. And I knew exactly what I wanted to say, but I couldn't say the words. Mm. So I decided that the aphasia would not get me down and I would learn to talk again. And so I tried going to multiple places to try to talk again. And one place was, um, it was called the Northern Virginia Business Referral Roundtable. Mm -hmm. And you went there for lunch and they had it every week and you stood up and you gave your elevator pitch and you sat down and mm -hmm. they, they did a whole bunch of, um, training and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I went there and I did say kind of who I was and that I had a stroke mm -hmm. and then I sat down and they said, you don't have to be working. If you can want to come, you can come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
person that was there my first day came to me and I said, I might have somebody for you. Mm -hmm. He does laser treatment on my head. And because he does this laser treatment, I can speak better. And I went, what? Oh, yeah. I said, sign me up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I went to him and he said, I don't know if I can do anything for you. It's been two years. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard of that. Huh? I've never heard of that. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll want to include that information in the, in the notes. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. So, um, so I tried it out and it took about five minutes. And when I was doing the laser treatment, um, he asked me to do the cross crawl and the cross crawl is you raise your right hand mm -hmm. and your left leg at the mm -hmm. same time. And then you switch it out with a left hand, right leg. Okay. And I was laying on this table, I'm going, I feel really stupid doing this, but okay. <laughs> Wasn't it connecting the right and left? I mean, to coordinate the right and the left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sides of the brain, okay. But I can yep. imagine you're sitting on looking like yeah. a bug, a dead bug moving your... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. And I could speak a little bit better. Oh. Right, okay. So... That week, I went out running. I fell down, dislocated my elbow. Called my husband and said, "Can you take me to the hospital? <laughs> I have a boo boo." Now this is important because in the hospital they gave me morphine, oh. so they could reset my arm. Oh, oh. And when I was on morphine, I didn't have aphasia. <gasps> what yep. That's, that reminds me of the stories about multiple personalities and one person's got perfect eyesight and the other person doesn't or these different characteristics that this one body is manifesting differently depending upon what what grocery aisle gets kind of pulled oh my gosh what what did that feel like awesome <laughs> <laughs> so it we're off and I had aphasia again. And my husband says, I'm sorry, but you have to have aphasia. You're not doing this. Right. You're not going to be on the work. Right. right. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. 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 So I'm going, okay. So I know that there's something out there that will make the aphasia go away. Mm -hmm. So I went back to um, laser treatments. Sorry. Would you stop? Um. So I went back to having laser treatments and it got me, I'm going to say 40% better. And what do okay. I mean by that? So if I met you, I could probably say my name. I could probably talk about the weather. Mm -hmm. So I could talk to you conversationally, but not much deeper. Mm. If I talked to you on the phone, probably it couldn't say anything. Mm. Maybe, but maybe not. So did it get me better? Yes. Did it get me all the way? No. <laughs> so it was three and a half years after my stroke and a doctor I was seeing had a new device. And he said, this is something I think you want to look into. And he gave me the URL and he said, look at this. 
It's called the microiasis microcurrent neurofeedback device. And I looked at it and I found that 85% of TBI survivors, that's traumatic brain injury survivors, who use this device got better. And that's just with the aphasia symptoms or with other no, no. That's just it's focusing on aphasia. No, no. It, Everything. Everything. Wow. Okay. And I read a little further on and it said it uh this device will not injure you. So you won't get any worse. Mm -hmm. than okay. So now I have to try it. <laughs> yeah. I went in, uh, he did some tests on me. Um, he got the ISIS device connected to my head. It took minutes, right? Mm -hmm. I could speak better that night. Wow. After 16 sessions, mm -hmm. I talked like I do today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. That's incredible. With your, um, one of the angles that I try to do with this podcast, because there's so many podcasts out there with stroke stories that um, focus on the journey and everybody's got a different journey and that's all important. But in my um, angle is I had a sense of the essence of me was the same, even when I couldn't talk. And I mean, yes, when I was in the acute sense of, of, not walking, talking, wasn't myself and, you know, one foot in front of the other. I don't mean during that time, but there still was a little bit of it where what, who I was inside was still there. It just, I wasn't getting who I was out, which you had talked about. So I'm really curious with people to the extent that they can remember. And I know you were, you were asleep and unconscious. So some of it you can't, but if you can try to peel apart what your relationship was with your thoughts as a sense of you, and then how through this dramatic change that you went through, how that may have changed over time. Well, I was definitely in denial. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I feel like the stroke paired me back to the bare minimum. And so I couldn't talk, couldn't walk. Um, I could talk some. So the nurse came into my hospital room and asked me to talk uh, to t count to 10. And, and you thought, could in your head, you could in your head, you just couldn't get it out or what? So I decided I would speak in Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, because why would you speak in Norwegian? I love it. I love it. Okay. So you counted in Norwegian? I did. And she said, you can't use another language. You have to use English. But my husband got the sense that, okay, she is still here now. So she's kind of gone, but she's still here. But um I had no filters. So if I met you, I would stare at you, mm. you know, and, and I wouldn't mean to be rude or anything. I just stared for actually 
quite a few years afterwards. And my husband would say, Marsha. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess for me, this stroke was kind of a clean break. Like we had the before the stroke and we had the after the stroke. And I think I'm two very different people. And the reason that I turned out as well as I did is I have a great husband. My family is really good. Um, so they surrounded me with goodness. And I think that you are like the five people you are with the most. And so I think they rebuilt me mm. or I rebuilt myself, I guess is a better way of saying it. But um, yeah, I'm just different. Can you talk about the... Um various creative projects or how you've uh, channeled your experience or life uh, after the stroke. Can you talk about what you've been doing and share with us that? Yeah. So before the stroke, I was um, trying to be an artist and I had actually sold one painting. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, after the stroke, I could barely do stick figures. Mm. And I decided to take painting lessons. Now, I didn't have painting lessons before, um, but I took painting lessons afterwards because my I, I didn't have any fluid movements. Mm. And so I actually made a very bad <laughs> chicken the first time I, I drew something in class. And um, I am really proud of that chicken. <laughs> you should be. Um, I am, I've gotten to the point where I can paint now, like I paint my Christmas cards every year. And, and last year's was really, really good. Nice, nice. Um, it took a while, you know, and I don't have the same style I used to have. So, um, but I, I like painting. Um, I wrote a book. And tell us what the book is and I'll make sure that's included in the notes. So it's Stroke Forward. How to become your own healthcare advocate one step at a time. Oh, I think that advocacy, self-advocacy is so important, especially as we talked about when you're done, quote unquote, you graduate, you're not done. It's just like you're out of the hospital now, but you're not done. Fabulous. Exactly. Yeah. So I started writing this on the first anniversary of my stroke and it took me all day to write probably maybe three paragraphs mm. because I had aphasia. I didn't know how to write a word. Mm -hmm. And so I had to look it up online 
that took a long time and I had to type it and I, my right hand didn't type very well. So it turns out that I type, type stuff, but I mostly had to delete it and retype it and delete it and retype it. So it took me a long time to write three paragraphs. Mm -hmm. um, it took four and a half years for me to write the book and publish it. Yeah. Talk about persistence. But in the end, um, I think it helped me speak better. It helped me understand how words fit together. Mm -hmm. So for our first Christmas, I wrote her letter, ha, ha, ha. And then um, my husband went through and reworked it. <laughs> I didn't know that I couldn't say the and it I didn't see the, the those little words that were missing mm -hmm. and I didn't see them for probably three or four years mm. yeah. was yeah. that the same way when you were reading or just when you were writing when I was writing interesting interesting yeah. well it sounds like that was a good therapy just to go through the process of trying to get your thoughts down in a way that other people could understand them right and also I did this as a way to tell people that there are things that they can do to get better. Um, so the IASIS microkernel feedback is in the yeah. book. Good, good. Yeah. The morphine is not a, a therapy that you recommend. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing. I am the only non-medical person that has a license to use the IASIS microcurrent or feedback device. Oh, good for you. So if people are near me in Virginia, mm -hmm. yeah. that's great. That's fabulous. Email me. <laughs> yeah, all right. We will definitely put that up there. Um, and that came so much later. Um, but I realized that it's it's so important for people to understand that they can do anything to try to get better. So if they try laser treatment, um, there are all sorts of things out there. You just have to look for them. And that's part of the problem is that when you have a stroke, you don't know how to look up stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, you talked about the importance of having the five people, you know, five people around you that are your little, your, your cocoon as you're mm -hmm. recovering. What other advice would you give to uh, other stroke um, thrivers or people who want to thrive after a stroke and the caregivers? If you were going to give them, you know, the top three pieces of advice, what would that be? Okay. For the stroke survivors, don't ever give up. So you may not want to work out or do whatever the therapist told you you need to do. You got to do it every day. Like it or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I didn't like it. And I still did it every day. And that shows now. Because yeah, you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, and if they 
say that there is nothing that will make you better don't believe them yeah yeah because you can get better as long as you think you can mm -hmm. for your entire lifetime mm -hmm. so if you are feeling down and they're saying well that's it for you it's not find another doctor or therapist or something else like that because that person is treating you the wrong way mm -hmm. That's just good and i think find people who love you mm. yeah because the up and down that you have i mean it's you know take three steps forward and one step back or sometimes six whatever it is is that it's a marathon and so um, the denial part for me was thinking like, well, okay, this happened in two, it's like a broken bone, you know, in a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, then I'll get back to quote unquote normal. And um, the sense of normal is different, even if it's just the, I mean, I, I felt like there was a certain amount of, I was speeding and I got caught, you know, blood pressure was high, but you don't get caught. And then I got caught. Um, and so uh do this stuff for a little while and then kind of go back to your lifestyle. But there's always this kind of voice in the back going, you got caught last time, you know, you might not be as lucky the next time. And so um, realizing that, and not everybody can, can, um, has, can have an impact on prevention. So I, I do realize that there's some things that just happen genetically or whatever, but for the vast majority of strokes, there's a lot of prevention that could happen if people took their lifestyle seriously and, you know, whatnot. So um, what else, what are you doing now? Do you want to talk about what you're doing now? So I am treating people, well, I'm treating people with brain injuries. So it's not just people who have right? but, um, with the IASIS device. And I'm really proud of that. I'm also giving, <laughs> this is really cute. So one of my patients has had a stroke. Mm -hmm. and he's has has aphasia mm -hmm. and so i've been treating him with the iasis device but he's asked if i would teach him how to talk because i've been through it myself uh. and so he says that he's not talking very well okay the first time i saw him he didn't speak at all like nothing came out other than uh, uh when he says, I'm not talking very well now, that's mm -hmm. what he says. I'm not talking very well. It's like, <laughs> and there are things that he really can't say. Mm -hmm. And I know that, but we're getting there. That's great. Yeah. That's got to make people feel so good. And that's got to make you feel good. It's yeah. So it's like working makes a difference. Mm -hmm. I used to think that working would make a difference, but compared to now, mm -hmm. it didn't. It, yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate that sometimes it takes the near brush with death to kind, to kind of, uh, I don't know, wake up certain, I don't, it, life's a journey and we all have our, you know, we all have our experiences, but um, I found in the, this community of people that um, many of them are embracing 
what they're able to do to contribute back in. So um, yeah. that's great. That's great. Well, I love that device. There are a couple of people that I know of who are recent to having strokes that I am definitely going to share this information for. Now they're on, we're on the West coast, um, yeah. but that doesn't mean that they can't, you know, get access to it or more information or contact you for more information, you know, for other places in the country. They can contact me and uh, I'm sure that the West coast has got a lot more devices than the East coast does. Yeah. Do you have a parting uh, anything you want to say in parting? This has been so wonderful to talk to you and find out about your journey and learn new things. I've learned more, I think, this time than I've learned in uh, uh, the last couple of sessions. So thank you for that. You're quite welcome. Um, just wake up and be happy every day because you don't know when it you it's your last. Well, those are words of wisdom that regardless of what uh, you have experienced is a delightful anecdote. So thank you so much for taking the time. You're quite welcome. It's okay. been a pleasure. We'll be in touch. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me this month. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends, leave a comment, and subscribe. Until next month, take a moment and hug someone you love. Thank you.